and good coffee. Hey everybody, it's Morning Coffee with Larry. I am glad you are joining me today, and today is Wednesday. It's hump day. Oh goodness, that was a funny thing that they did. What was it, Geico with the uh, camel? I tell you, for a time that took the country over, but I'm kind of sick and tired of him now, but... <laughs> Anyway, today is Wednesday. I think, is, isn't it the 14th? Uh, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, it's the 14th of 2019. And I'm, gl again, glad you're here. I'm glad I've got my coffee. I reached in randomly, pulled out a cake up, and it's that Neapolitan ice cream again. So, if you like unusual flavors, you may have to give it a, give it a try. They, um... Uh, it's kind of like the store brand kind that they have at uh, Rural King, but it's not Rural King. But, oh, I better not set the coffee there. That could tip over on the computer, and it could be disastrous. <laughs> oh, my body is sore, and I did not sleep well. I kept waking up last night. We were uh, in the uh, machine shed last night, the wife and I, and we were working on straightening up, moving clutter, because we kind of set up a little bit of a work area in there when we were making the chicken tractors and also making the uh, uh, the chicken cage transportation cages when we take the meat birds uh, to the poultry processing plant. And we needed to get it all straightened around and move hay bales because Tomorrow, um, we're going to be getting about 150 hay bales coming in off of the, the, the fields around the farmstead here. Our neighbor, uh, Matt, and his son Garrett, they go out and they cut the hay and, and work it to get it dry and then bale it up. And, and we kind of do a split on it. So he's had some, um, he's gotten uh, bales for, for his cattle. The past couple of cuttings, and now for this cutting, going to be having uh, enough hay to get our goats through the winter. So that we uh, is going to be quite a challenge. I'm going to try to wrestle up a couple of friends or family, uh, you know, bribe people to to help because I just can't do throwing hay bales. Um, I was going to say like I did in the past, but I don't think I've ever been able to throw hay bales. I just don't have that upper strength uh, that some folks have. And now since I take a lovely pill for blood pressure that keeps my heart regulated, after doing it for a little bit, I am completely out of breath. Um, can't get the extra oxygen going through my to my cells like I, I was able to before. Uh, before I had to treat some blood pressure. So uh, anyway, I guess if you are bored and want to uh, throw some hay bales, uh, you can get a hold of me and uh, <laughs> we can we can have a challenge among everybody. You know, who can throw the hay bale the highest? Uh, it was funny. A couple of years ago, there was a group of young bucks that came out. Uh, they were in their... I guess you'd say probably around 20 years of age, and I had some hay that uh, was needing to be moved. And I said, hey, while you're out here, why don't you uh, move this hay for me? And, and uh, I said, you know, want it up on top of this 
this big stack of bales. So it was it was over ten foot high. And one of the guys went up there, and it turned into a competition on who could just throw it up there. I tell you, it was a scream. It was hilarious. Uh, I tell I just couldn't. I, I was impressed, but I just couldn't stop laughing because it was just so much fun to watch. Oh, my. Well, let's get started on today's topic. And, um, again, I'm kind of in a pattern here of going with um, the different things that come across my Facebook feed. And it's not to say that, you know, I'm just ditching out on, you know, more specifics or more clinical things uh, regarding mental health issues. But, you know, there's there's a lot of truth that's being tossed around in these memes. There's also a lot of bullpucky that's being tossed around in these, these memes out there. I've seen plenty of that. And what I find is if I try to comment or challenge that in just, you know, a logical way, boy, People get really testy on Facebook. Have you noticed that? <laughs> and so I usually just kind of let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. But then, yeah, the the other side of me comes out and says, let me just toss one little challenge. But anyway, this one is pretty good. And it's not to say that these are things that are not being taught to today's kids by any means. But they're really important. And, you know, as I looked at this list, and what it's called, let me give you the title. It's called 40 Old-Fashioned Skills That Kids Need to Know Today. And frankly, everybody needs to know today. And some of these things just get lost, just get forgotten. It used to be that, uh, especially when our country was much more agrarian, where agriculture was not 2% of the population, but was closer to 50% of the population. And you had parents actually around their kids all day long, um, either because they, you know, were working on the farm or they worked in, you know, a, a home business, grocery store, you know, grocery store owner, the kids would work in the grocery store. Really, I'm going to say prior to World War II, because a lot of things changed in our society following World War II as far as cultural and behavioral changes. But this is a great list, so I'm going to go over it and I'll post it on the uh, Morning Coffee with Larry Facebook page if you want to, uh, to find it there. But uh, 40 old-fashioned skills kids need to know today. How to write a letter. Yeah. How to write a letter. Most communication now is just done by text. And it's done by, you know, uh, abbreviations of all different kinds of words. But actually, how do you sit down and write a letter? Now, that's taught in school, but not everybody may be getting that uh, like they used to. How to make a phone call. Well, you would think that's pretty well everybody knows. But there's a certain level of politeness, especially if you're making a formal call or how to talk on a call. How to take a message. Somebody calls, they leave a message that they want you to uh, give to somebody else. How do you take a message with all the accurate information? You know, I'm seeing less and less need for that, being so many people have, you know, personal phones on them. 
They're just, it isn't like the house phone anymore. We don't have a traditional house phone. We do have a, um, what looks and acts like a landline phone from my mom because uh, it's in one place, it's corded in that place, but it's, it's, it's a VoIP phone. It, it runs off the internet. So when the internet's down, her phone is down. Uh, how to get to know an older person. Yeah, we spend, you know, uh, as kids, so much time just around peers, you know, at school or through age-related sports and activities. And how to get to know an older person, because there's a tremendous amount of wisdom that kids can learn in history, personal family history, as well as personal involvement in you know, common history that can be learned that a lot of times gets missed. And the older I get, I'm going to be turning, someday I'll turn into an older person. And I want to be able to share that with people. How to play with a baby. Yep. Used to be families were larger. Older kids had to help take care of the younger kids. And that happens still today. Uh, but some kids that where there's a family with only maybe two, or if it is, uh, and they're close together in ages, they may not have that opportunity. Where, you know, years ago with a larger family, uh, you had that opportunity. How to sew on a button. How many of you know how to sew on a button? And, and one that where it's really going to work. I can do it. Mine sure don't look nice like a sewing machine. Uh, button that goes on, but knowing how to sew a button. How to make a genuine apology. Not a flip it, not a sarcastic. Kids get that down pat. It's built into their DNA. Uh, but how to make a genuine apology. In essence, how to confess that you've done something wrong. How to read slowly. Yeah, when you read slowly, you're more apt to actually get what you're reading. How to hammer a nail. <laughs> According to the type of wood you also have, because if it's a hardwood, that nail could bend. But yeah, something simple like that. People need to know that. How to shake hands. What's funny is I, as a counselor, a small handful of people, I have actually had to teach how to shake hands um, because the way they were doing it, no one, it was obvious, no one taught them and it was creating a lot of misperceptions about them as a person because handshaking, you know, matters. Um, you know, at least in, in the world where I live, you know, a handshake is, is an important thing. How to introduce yourself. How to introduce yourself. How to take notice of needs around you. How do you take notice of needs around you? Needs of other people or needs of just, you know, like your, your local little environment of your house. You know, kid walks through. Can they see that something needs to be picked up or put away or re-straightened, or do they just kind of walk through oblivious and not caring about what's around them? 
uh, how to make scrambled eggs. I like scrambled eggs and eggs are cheap. Um, a lot of people don't ever learn how to cook. A lot of families these days don't really do any cooking or very little cooking. They do reheating of prepared, prepackaged foods from Walmart. And where it's, you know, you, you don't you don't actually do stuff from start. So make sure your kids know how to make scrambled eggs. And how if you put a little hot sauce in the eggs while you're stirring them, then it's blended throughout. Uh, how to balance a checkbook. A lot of kids today, what's a checkbook? Why do I need checks? Well, there's some places you still need to pay with check. And, and knowing how to do that. How, you know, and we used to have classes like home economics, which was about, it wasn't just about how to make food or how to sew something. It was about managing a household, managing, you know, in essence, a business. If you've got a two income family that this kid today is going to be a part of, you know, a spouse in a two income family. There's the potential of if they if they go to college or get into a good paying trade, that that household income is going to be a hundred thousand dollars. Wouldn't it be nice to have the skills of how to run a hundred thousand dollar business without you know going out of control with spending? Yeah, being able to balance a checkbook or or budget is an important skill that often is not taught uh, by anybody to the kids. <clears throat> How to see a job through to completion. Yes, amen. Not just starting a job, but seeing it through to completion where it's done accurately. And that starts with chores, doesn't it? How to write a thank you note. Boy, that's something that's often not done anymore. Uh, and trying to get kids to do it, trying to get adults to write a thank you note is next to impossible. How to do laundry. Do your kids know how to do laundry? Did you teach your kids how to do laundry? Were your kids responsible for their own laundry? You know, for me, I learned how to do it, but when I was in college, mom wanted me to bring the laundry home. And so a lot of times I did, but sometimes I did do the laundry up there. Um, uh, the kids here in our household, they had to learn how to do their own laundry. And they did it from a younger age on probably junior high, they were doing their own laundry. Um, how to fix something instead of replacing it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of an important thing. There's a mindset today among adults and kids that have sent in breaks, just throw it away, get a new one. And some things are designed that way. But it's amazing how many things can be fixed and how quickly the idea of, well, don't fix it, just throw it away and get another one is there. How to plan a healthy meal. How to plan a healthy meal. You know, when kids are involved with meal planning or when kids are involved in cooking, they get to see that firsthand. How to hang a picture. They're going to need to hang pictures at some point in time. Show them how to hang a picture. Teach them. How to wash dishes. Well, we have a dishwasher. Yeah. Have you ever had a dishwasher break? Everything goes into a panic. <laughs> so uh, washing dishes. 
you know, probably the place where I learned or had the first experience, um, I'll take it back when I was a little bitty kid and I wanted to do chores with my mom, uh, Mom made me a little apron because she did sewing, like all moms of the 50s and 60s did sewing. And there's a picture of me standing on a chair with soap all over my arms, washing dishes. And then the fun left and I didn't want to do it anymore. But when I was in Boy Scouts, you know, we had to do our own dishes as a patrol. We had to, you know, uh, we had people assigned to clean up. So... How to do dishes. That's a good skill kids need to know. How to make a budget. I was kind of mentioning that earlier. You know, there's all kinds of programs to help, especially if parents struggle with sticking to or making a budget. There's great Dave Ramsey materials for kids on how to teach them how to do a budget. Uh, how to wait and save for something. Oh my gosh, we live in an impulsive world. Remember when, if you didn't know something, and it wasn't in the dictionary that you had, and it wasn't if you were lucky enough to have an encyclopedia set at your house, you had to wait until you could go down to the library and look it up if you were motivated enough to find out the answer. And I remember when my kids were real, real little, and... uh most people, I mean, a lot of people hadn't heard of Google yet. They hadn't taken over the world yet. But my kids, if there was something on TV that they didn't know or they wanted to know more about, they would say, Dad, Google that. Or Dad, look that up on Google. And, you know, we just instantly want things. Now with Amazon, it's, okay, oh my gosh, if, if I can't get this in, you know, 24 hours or 48 hours, I'm just going to lose my mind. Gosh, remember when you had to, if you wanted something and it was like a mail order, <laughs> how long it would take? Yeah. So, you know, uh, teach your kids how to wait and save to get something. Save up the money for it. How to check tire pressure. Yeah. Most gas stations don't have that on their uh, expensive tire air pressure pumps. Oh, they, that, that is, I understand there's money to the equipment to air up tires. I get that. But I still think that ought to be a courtesy service. That should be something that leads people to come to your business and charging a dollar and a half for five minutes of air is a ripoff. Uh, so, can you tell? That's a little bit of a tension spot for me. But and they still they don't they don't provide a gauge, so you have to carry a gauge. But anyway, teach your kids how to check tire pressure, so they don't destroy tires when they're sixteen. How to ask questions to know something better. How to ask logical questions so they can understand something. How to read a map. That means don't just rely on your phone to give you step-by-step -step instructions. Teach them how to do a map. That's one of the things that when uh, our son Aaron uh, got his first internship job in the Black Hills of South Dakota, he was going to have to drive there. And I made sure that I gave him one of my old road atlases to take along the way. It was kind of funny, though, because... <laughs> 
<laughs> if he listens to podcasts, I don't know if he does or not, but if he does, he'll he'll remember this. And I sorry sorry about embarrassing you, but I I gave him this roadmap, and it was like seven or eight years old. And he looked, and it had the number, you know, the year on the cover, and <laughs> and he goes, uh, "Well, this one is kind of old, you know. Uh, I probably need to to get a new one. This one, you know, I don't know if he used the word expired or not, but I said, hey." Aaron, you don't. You can use old roadmaps because roads don't get moved or changed that often. And there was this pause, and he says, "Oh yeah, I get it." <laughs> but he he intentionally, uh, even though he had a, a cell phone and had you know like Google Maps and stuff, he intentionally held off on using it so that he could use the map and actually practice using a map for that kind of, of a distant travel. So teach him how to you know read a map. How to find a book in the library. Okay, most kids know how to do that because they still have libraries in schools. Um, but how to make sure they know how to do that. How to seek counsel from someone more experienced. You know, there's this cute little video that, you know, is you know, mockingly making fun of the millennial generation or the uh, the generation, you know, after millennials, where uh, the uh, the older person is asking this, this younger person who's applying for a job, you know, saying, you know, you need to uh, uh, be able to research and find things for me. And she, she, uh, she says, oh, I can do that. I just ask Siri. And... Um, yeah, going to social media does not replace finding face-to-face -face counsel where you can have that two-way conversation with somebody that actually does have the experience, isn't just pretending to. Um, someone who really knows, somebody that can, you know, mentor on something specific. How to care for a pet. Pets are great things to have and teaches responsibility. How to select a gift that the receiver will appreciate. That's that's kind of an important thing because a lot of there's 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 some kids that get that right away and the kids that don't need to be taught. Need to be taught, you know, how to actually select a gift for that other person. It's not something that they think is cool, that they actually uh, have taken the time to think through what the other person's interests are. Uh, and it doesn't just mean, you know, going up to him and saying, hey, your birthday's coming up. What do you want me to get you? No, that's, that's not what gift giving is about. So if your kids do that, that's a thing they, they need to learn. Uh, da -da, this list is long and it's small. How to admit a mistake, how not to just cover it up, how not to put the blame somewhere else, how to own up to miss making a mistake, how to set the table, yeah, how to set a formal table. I think it's good to have formal dinners where you teach and demonstrate to the kids what a formal table looks like, proper table etiquette. I'm not saying I did all this stuff right. There's some things I really wish I had done more and time just got away from me and all of a sudden I blinked my eyes and the kids were out of the house. 
but I think that's a really good thing, how to set a dinner table and go beyond it, how to, how to host a fancy dinner. Um, how to iron a shirt. Dang, there's some shirts that are hard to iron, and there's a lot of fabric that's not, you know, it doesn't need to be ironed, but, you know, you're always going to have some of those shirts that need to be ironed. How to give someone the benefit of the doubt. How to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. That ties in with trust. Are you teaching your kids to trust? How to weigh out the pros and the cons of a decision. You know, using like, I think they call it a, a was it a Franklin chart? Where, you know, you basically make it kind of like a T on a piece of paper. At the top of one column, you write pros. On the top of another column, you write cons. And you go through and you, you logically think through the decision. I make a lot of those in my counseling office on my whiteboard, helping people to make that decision, showing them how to do it. How to have good table manners. Yep. No burping at the table. No junior high noises. Um, how to be good at the table. How to say please. How to say thank you. How not to eat like the Simpsons do on the TV show. How to read a recipe. You know, one of the things that uh, I think is real valuable is for parents to help both the boys and the girls put together a recipe box. So whenever they leave the home, they've got it. You know, teach them how to read a recipe book. Tell them how to show them how to modify recipes. All that kind of good stuff. How to attend a concert or performance. You know, both uh, both Aaron and Jesse were in band. And they learned about concert etiquette uh, by being in band. And their particular band would have to wait to play and listen to another one and how to properly behave. Uh, but that's, that's a good thing to learn because you do have the opportunity throughout life to be able to go to different kinds of concert events. And some are, woohoo, you know, you're going to go see, you know, Confederate Railroad or you know, uh, sticks or something like that at a theater and you're hooping and hollering. But then there's times where you have the opportunity to go to something that's a little more highbrow culture and, uh, and actually see a symphony or an opera. And if you're going to see an opera, try to find one in English, a more modern opera, because I don't know, Italian puts me to sleep. German, I can stay awake to because it's, it's different enough, but boy, Italian, uh, I dozed off during Don Giovanni when one of my dear friends actually had the lead to it. And I just couldn't stay awake because I didn't understand a thing that was being sung. They had subtitles that were actually, I guess you'd call them super titles. The screen was way high. Oh, but, and I, and I love the music of Don Giovanni, but I still, I dozed off. So, you know, that's, that's not good etiquette. Um, then how to do something well, even if no one is watching. How to do something well. How to have the integrity to do it right, even if someone's not keeping track of you. And finally, I know this has been a long show. And finally, how to be kind. How to be kind. Wow. List of the 40 old-fashioned skills kids need to know today, and I agree with pretty well each and every one of them. And I'll have this again on the uh, Facebook page. I hope you enjoyed today's show. It is daylight outside. There is 
big humidity because it's nice and cool in the house and I cannot see hardly a thing out the windows because there's so much condensation on the outside. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the dry weather we had for a while. Last night, I was just sweating, you know, to beat the band. <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot. Tell other people about the show if you like it. If you do, please share it with your friends. Post it on on uh, uh, your Facebook, uh, share it there, uh, or whatever other social media you do. Uh, these are fun to do, and again, try to make it something practical for every day. Uh, thanks to my super fans out there that that do uh, uh, comment or give me encouragement. I really appreciate the encouragement uh, because I do get up early to do these, and, and today I could have really slept in. So anyway, you guys take care. Catch y'all later. Bye-bye. Hey, this thing didn't stop recording. I thought I hit the button. Before you go, I just wanted to give a quick plug for another podcast that I record called the I Hate Anxiety Podcast. If you struggle with anxiety and would like some uh, information as well as practical suggestions and tips for dealing with anxiety, why don't you tune in for a listen? You can download it the same place where you download this podcast, the I Hate Anxiety Podcast. Have a great day.